We welcome to the Only Fools and Horses podcast, Edwin Trotter-Morris, who does Only Fools and Horses charity auctions. He's also a big fan. How's it going? Bonsoir, bonsoir. Good evening, uh, good evening, Chris. Very nice cocktail. What have you got? Nice Malibu and Cherry to start off the evening. Oh, lovely, yes. Charlie. Yeah, I what a... myself. Yeah, pina colada, you can't beat that. The, um, the only one I wouldn't try is a Baileys and Cherry Aid, because that doesn't work. Um, I tried it once at the um, Hull Convention. I took my own Cherry Aid with me, because bars don't normally sell Cherry Aid. Um, and I asked the lady for um, a Baileys, and I tried it, and she gave me a strange look. And it it looked like something off you get out of a extra dress driving. It, it's a very weird concoction, and yeah... <laughs> It's something to behold. You didn't hear, did you? Thursday night, some burp nicked me cigarette machine. Never. Yeah. What about that sonic burglar alarm, Dellboy soldier? Oh, yeah. <laughs> they nicked that and all. You got me a bit emotional watching that one, Chris. Starting off with that one. Um, strained relations is the answer. Um, right. Every, it's the way it tugs on my heartstrings whenever I watch this episode because losing both my parents last um, six, uh, six odd years really. When I wa when I watch this episode, um, especially when Del Boy puts his hand on uh, Granddad's chair, it just makes me think of my parents. And it's um, the acting in that is second to none, to be fair. But um, yeah, <laughs> you started off with that when you got me going already, Chris. Um, <laughs> but strange relations. Well done, yeah. I mean, that's probably one of the saddest scenes, isn't it, in Only Fools and Horses? I mean, you look at the acting. I mean, obviously, I've I've heard David Jason talk, uh, so David Jason talk about it, and he, he says that, because obviously they hadn't long, obviously, buried Leonard for real, um, and the emotions, I mean, you couldn't act that. That was so heartfelt. Um, and, yeah, that's... I get shivers just talking about it sometimes. It's such... And I think... If you've lost a parent as well, or you've lost someone close to you, I think that episode, I've spoken to a lot of people, um, and it really does, it gets you. It pulls at the heartstrings, doesn't it? Because I'm a free agent, Trig, right? Wherever I lay my hat, right? That's my home. That's the sort of guy I am. Yeah. <laughs> you've got a hat now, then, have you, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Trig, it's, it's a saying. It's... Not you, Chris, but when you watch an episode, even though you've seen it a hundred times, it just makes you, oh, it just makes me straight off. Um, that one is May the Force Be With You. Correct, yeah, two out of two. That's kind of an underrated scene, isn't it, with Trigger, that one? Tell me, Chris, who nicked the microwave? One last time, who was it? Look, <laughs> <laughs> um, Slater's face, oh, that was absolutely, the timing of it was absolutely brilliant again but yeah may the force be with you and that has one of the best endings doesn't it as you say who nicked it yeah i did yeah quite often i don't know if you've watched it a lot of the episodes end when del boy's just about in front and he gets pulled back like a losing streak for me is one of my favorite episodes and you think del boy's got him at the end and he did to a point but then there was that twist where rodney dropped him in it but this one you know right at the end Slater's got him, he thinks, and then, all, and then Del Boy gets him right at the end. That one, oh, I've watched it a hundred times and I just know what's coming, but it just makes me laugh. Who are you taking? Cassandra? No, not Cassandra. 
It's a girl. A girl? <laughs> girl? <laughs> First one, I think. Do you know I watched it? You know when you watch some episodes and you think it could be because some are very similar. How they're between one or two for me. I was only watching this the other day as well. I'm gonna go for. What the right on this? Is it Rodney come home? Yes, well done. You were in two minds then. Which was the other one you thought it might have been? The other one I think it was, the one with, um, oh, what's her name? Um, the Bunny Boy? No, uh, the one with um, Trudy. Oh, is that not that? No, is that the same episode, is it? I don't think it was. Where's the one with Del Hot Dog? And he says, um, oh, I think the episode that is now. But. It's like when I'm watching some of these, you, you first see it and you think it could be something else, and then literally something clicked in my head. Um, I don't think of that episode now. You watch it come up as a question in a minute. Um, unless it's the same episode where um, it's where um, Del Boy sells the uh, the musical Del Boy chimes, you know, the, the door chimes. They play the door yeah, Oh, I think it's not the same episode. Is that a different one? No, it's the same episode, isn't it? I think. Mean? I think it was, yeah. But when he, he says it, he says, um, <laughs> yeah, you know what it's me, you can play Mexico forever and come through the, oh, it's just, yeah, that is absolutely brilliant. I actually wouldn't mind having one of them, but I think my significant other would, uh, yeah. <laughs> she would be a be. fan of that, yeah. I wonder if yeah. they exist, if you can still get them. I mean, they must have existed at one stage. But I, my significant other, she's very, she's very um, supportive of my offer. Um, but, but people say I've got a problem. I ain't got a problem. I like it. Yeah, you're just a big fan. You know, yeah. like we are. I mean, <laughs> they were rough people. They were good people. During the Blitz, some of the men painted a sign on the roof of a warehouse so that the Luftwaffe pilots could see it. It said, Dear Adolf, you can break our windows. But not our hearts. Look at what they've done to it now. Sorry, I picked another sad one, but uh, yeah, that's clip number four. Back to the episode, and I love that episode because it's the episode where Del Boy, um, one of my favourite, um, John Chalice, um, um, may he rest in peace, the legend that is John Chalice. I'll uh, do a cheers to John. Um, but the bit right at the start of the episode, when Del Boy rings him and he says, um, can you get someone to look at my van? And John says, I know, just the person, he's just had a family bereavement. And then the bit he says, what's your, well, he said, what, what is your, what is your price range? 400, you can't get a walking frame for 400. Uh, that, absolutely. And the episode is full of an amazing, well, it's just joke after joke, really. Um, but the episode is, he ain't heavy, he's an Yes, well done. Four out of four, you're doing well. Yeah, that's another emotional scene with Uncle Albert. And yeah, it was kind of, it was good they found him because he, he went off, didn't he? Yeah, well, I don't know whether you, actually, both Grandad in, and I think it was the episode The Russians Are Coming, they both had a line about the war. So Grandad was, um, 
think Grandad's line was something along the lines they promised us home fit for heroes. And then obviously with Uncle Albert then, and that always gets me when uh, Grandad says that. And obviously then Uncle Albert says right at the end, um, I think he says something along the lines that um, you may break you may um, break our windows, but you'll never break our hearts. That. And the emotional acting of um, Buster Merrifield doing that was absolutely so believable, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, and they probably both had been through it as well. Um, there was that story, wasn't there, about Grandin? Did you see that in the, uh, uh, the yeah, newspapers? When, yeah, because he, he met Hitler once, and he said if he knew what he knew then, he would have, he'd have shot him, basically. Um, but because um, a lot of people forget that Leonard was a very talented actor, well, he did a lot early before only for some horses. Mm. Um, so, but yeah, that was, yeah, that was quite a, I think he was a very, I read a few articles about uh, Leonard Pierce and some of the things he went through, but that's one, yeah, very iconic. Yeah, he shook hands with someone that uh, nearly destroyed Britain, basically. So, yeah. But, yeah, um, imagine that. But he never would have realised, obviously, because it was years before and, yeah, unbelievable. Exactly, yeah. Great. Well, that's four out of four so far. On to clip number five. Yeah, old boy. Yeah. I'd like to be cremated. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll have to wait till morning because it'll be closed now. Oh, I should know this episode, but I'm trying to think of the name of it because it... I'll give you yeah, something think... in time. I think I've got it. This one is, if it's the episode I'm thinking of, I love the line where, um, Del boy, I want to be cremated. Well, you have to wait till tomorrow, cause <laughs> if that's the one I'm thinking of. Um, and that would be um, Homesick. Correct. Well done. Yeah, Homesick. Five out of five. And I think the other line in that show I love is when he says about um, what the ballet dancer, no, the horse. I think the Nijinsky. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, the doctor, because he says, oh, he's got legs like Nijinsky. Yeah. Well, yeah, the other favourite bit in that episode, I've actually got um, a very close friend of mine who was like a brother to me. He's very talented what he does. And he got a, in that episode, um, Grandad gives Rodney something to remember him by, the cigarette case. And then he says, what, it saved his life? No, he ricocheted up his nose and blew his brains out. <laughs> well, my, um, my friend Alan, which um, is like a brother to me. He he's very talented. He managed to get one. He's actually put the dent in it, very similar to how it was. And well, that's one of my treasured items. But yeah, I love that line. And, and like, of, you course, know of course, Dale has the next line, doesn't he? He says he could have gone the other way and it could have ruined his life. So, fighting <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, of John Sullivan, just genius, genius. Yeah. I mean, we always say, I mean, all fans do, don't they? Without John Sullivan, obviously, we wouldn't have it. We wouldn't have the show, would we? And just a genius, wouldn't he? Everything he did. Well, just what I was watching, it was very strange. I was watching um, who, wants be, who Wants to Be a Millionaire the other night. And that was, apparently, that was meant to be Dave, Sir David's last episode. He was thinking of leaving. It's hard to think that if he left that, the episodes and everything we've had since then, very strange. Because I don't think he'd have got, if... So they would have left. I don't think they would have got someone else in. I think they would have stopped it, I think. Um, I don't know what other people would think, but I think if he had have left then, I don't know whether they would have replaced today because it was so... Yeah, that was series five. That was series five. I just don't think 
they could have got anyone in. It would have been... I mean, it was very thing bringing Uncle Albert in, but he played a different character, so he wasn't replacing someone. Because you couldn't... It said you couldn't have got another actor to play Grandad. It just wouldn't have worked. Um, yeah. Oh, but, yeah, uh, both, but, both were brilliant. You can't really decide. I did put that on our Facebook page, but it is the impossible question, isn't it? You know, who, who did you... It's more who was your favourite kind of thing because both of them were fantastic. They had different characters, didn't they? So, I mean, I'd love to see an episode with them both in. That would have been, I think, because they'd have bounced off each other. Um, it's because you hear obviously Uncle Albert talk about stories about. Um, it's meant he mentions obviously his brother on that, and uh, yeah, it's very. Um, I think that would have been something quite special to be fair. And actually, when you see photos, people have doctored Doctor. photos to put the. It, it looks like it should be. Drink I had with you last week, you knocked me sideways. Hardly touch the stuff these days, and Pam, my wife, she doesn't really agree with drinking. No? Well, perhaps you ought to out her, you know, get yourself a younger model. Yeah, but she's been with me for so long now, she's almost one of the family. <laughs> he says it before, I hate these people who just do things for effect, and then he puts the cocktail glass with all the bits of that. Um, so that would have been... Um, when um, Rodney and Cassandra got married, uh, little problems. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Six out of six. That's a brilliant ep episode, isn't it, with the Driscoll brothers? That's actually one of my favourites, that one. Yeah, actually, and I use quite a little bit yourself, Chris, but I use a lot of the sayings from the show every day. I mean, I say, oh, shut up, you tart, quite a lot. Um, and But one of my best, I said it to my work colleague the other day because we were having a bit of banter in work. But I said, listen, I do the thinking, you don't. Uh, and I absolutely, yeah, that. There's so many classic lines that you can get away with, really. Um, uh, it's just, I mean, literally, it's come, it's come a habit now. The last three years in particular, without knowing it, I quite often end a phone call um, with Bonjour. And if, someone, a lot of, and if some people don't know it, they're thinking, what the hell? But yeah, it just, <laughs> just, just makes it more funny, really. <laughs> Still, it's a nice little dream while it lasted, eh? Well, I'm going to turn around now, and I'm going to walk out that door, and I ain't going to look back. Can I have a bloody eye? Can I convince someone that you, <laughs> that my granddad was Louis Armstrong? Oh, <laughs> great line, isn't it? One Chris is, if I pronounce it right, is with um, Prussia with love. Yeah, from Prussia with love. Yeah, well done. Great episode that one. One of my favourite little bits in there, quickly to say, is when um, Uncle Albert walks into the kitchen, when Rodney and Dalboy in the kitchen, he says, I don't, know if, I don't want to worry you, lad, but if, I'm, if I'm very much mistaken, that girl, that girl out there is up, out the duff. Up the duff? <laughs> yeah, up the duff. Yeah. Oh, great. Like, and a bit when Dalboy says, one hot bath and we could get done for overcrowding. <laughs> when he <laughs> lines, it's just like, how this came into John Sullivan's head, Chris, like, literally, this, the punchlines kept, kept on giving and giving, and literally, genius. Yeah, there's, there's so many in Only Fools and Horses, isn't there? If you watch other comedies, there might be, I don't know, about five or six in an episode, but Only Fools and Horses probably has about 20 or more in each episode. What I like about John, and I think a lot of people would probably agree as well, is that he set up a gag for, like, maybe half, like, at the start... You'd put something in place for something to go off half an hour later, half through the episode. That's what I loved about it. Mm. Yeah, or a gag that people don't get straight away, like the Dave joke, and then it would grow and grow, and now it's, you know, legendary, really, isn't it? 
Well, I think I think one way that people always think, even now, when you watch it, how is that funny? You know the bit in Tolly Boys Out right at the start when um, Marlene says they're going to name him Tyler, and obviously Delby says, well, if it was a girl, they'd call her Rufa. A lot of people didn't get that. It's something, isn't it? It's some of the humour is so subtle, and it'll be once it hits, yeah, very funny. Yeah. I find that in uh, that episode to hum and back, but that's probably because there's no canned laughter in it. Um, that, you know, it doesn't, sometimes people don't get that as much, that episode. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, that episode. <laughs> yeah, I can do bunny shadow as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love it um, when they're running around Amsterdam. I love that bit. Yeah. Makes you yeah. want to go there, doesn't it? Just for <laughs> those moments. But, I've done a couple of locations. I've been to Amsterdam a couple of times. Um, yeah, it's very, um, very, very iconic. But whenever I go somewhere now, if it's somewhere only for Norsey is related, um, I'll look for locations if I can. So how many of the locations do you think you've been to? Have you been to lots of them? Been Most to all the ones in Bristol. Uh, um, um, I've done that two or three times in Bristol. Um my significant other calls me an author geek. Well, there you go. There's best things to be in life. Um, the um, but yeah, I've, I want to try and do a few. I haven't done a few of them in London. I'd like to do obviously go to London and do. There's someone recently I've noticed on the the pages that's gone to a lot of the more um, obscure ones, and um, some of them. But yeah, there's a there's a few I'd love to go to. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, I wanna... There's there's this pub in London, isn't there, where um... Alan's wife, Alan Parry's wife, um, she has too much to drink, and that pub looks exactly the same. <laughs> well, it's, um, it's, there's a lot, the, um, there's so many locations out there, um, and you watch an episode, and you, like, I, there's some episodes I've watched over a hundred times, and then actually, even sometimes you watch, I didn't notice that, you know, the 99 times I've watched it, but yeah, it's, um, there's a lot more I'd like to visit. But as you say, most of it was filmed in Bristol, wasn't it? Not everybody knows that. Big fans know, but yeah. Is after series four, I think it was, because it became too popular and they just couldn't do it without getting mobbed. Um, so yeah, I think from series four or um, on until obviously the specials, that's when they obviously moved to Bristol. Yeah. And back to that episode from Prussia with Love, that's actually one of Sue Holdness's favourite scenes, I believe it or not, in Only Fools and Horses. Yeah, and that's, again, that hits a lot. I mean, it's, the genius of his writing, I mean, it's, it's obviously how much Marlene wanted a baby and how it was very tastefully. And at the end, Dal could see how much it meant to her. And how she, you know, it's very, and yeah, it was, but for me, it's boy seals the line with that, yeah. <laughs> I might be able to convince bars and all that and literally but how can I convince someone that my god was the wee Armstrong of that one every single time I'm barely laughing yeah, oh. me too he's got a police record <clears throat> yeah so walking on the moon <laughs> you, uh, you know, you've, you've heard that one haven't you yeah yeah I'll, I'll play it for you later on if you like you know um <laughs> and I bought you a donut kebab um, long, uh, I can pronounce it right. Long arm, long legs of the oh god, long arms of the law. Well, long legs. Oh god, I can't pronounce it very right. Um, you were um, right the first time. Yeah, 
Uh, the legs of the law. Yeah. Only had one of them drinks, I promise, Chris. I've only had one. <laughs> yeah, you sure? <laughs> um, oh, Chris, I can't speak French. I still struggle with English. <laughs> but that I absolutely love that the long legs of the law. I absolutely love that episode. Um, when I, as soon as it started playing, I love that. And right at the end, the comic timing is when he said, well, can I borrow some of that, uh, can I borrow some of that, um, have you have to shave, Dale? I mean, he didn't know when to give up what he did, did he with that? Oh, no, he said, yeah, he had a big thing about police women, didn't he? And that's an understatement. <laughs> uh, it's a bit for me in, um, Go West, young man, when obviously he's in the, he's obviously telling Dale Boy about his fetish. And I love Del Boy. It's a good job you step, stopped when you did, because these police cars cost a fortune. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and um, the bit where um, they're talking, Del Boy and Grandad are talking about it, and um, Grandad's like, well, can't, if that's all he wants, a police uniform, can't we, you know, <laughs> get together and get him one? And then Del Boy's like, he wants the policewoman to wear it. You know, he might be sad but he's not dangerous he might be perverted but he's not dangerous yeah <laughs> i like playing the clip just now when he says has he got a police record yeah, <laughs> yeah. walking on the moon yeah brilliant. brilliant and of course rodney can't hold it in can he what they do for a living he's not he just can't can he because he can't think about it and of course you've got that scene with export gin wasn't it and then, and then he's like, oh, no, we got four more cases of it behind here. And, yeah, <laughs> it's just brilliant. Yeah, but it's the end that it gets me when he literally, he just doesn't know when to give up. When he can kind of borrow some of the aftershave and then Delbert wants to try and kick his ass. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, that, that was a great ending. It was. Okay, two more to go. Are you going to do it? Not putting the pressure on you, but so far, so good. Eight out of eight. Hello, your minicab's arrived, Albert. <laughs> Is that Dave? Yeah. Mr. Jahan just walks in and he says, Oh, can um, we'd like to drink? N something non alcoholic. And he turns to Mike, I'll pack your best knitter. Oh, <laughs> it's really funny. But that Repeat yourself. Sorry, it went funny. But that episode should be. Um, hang on. No, oh, I got it right. Oh no, hang on. It is. Oh. You can have some thinking time. Don't worry. I know what episode it is. Obviously, but I think there's the name two of it. That... Hang on a minute. The sea shall not have it. Oh, is that uh, episode? You'll, you'll get it surely. Oh, oh, oh really? Yeah, because I know the episode well, but it's the... You're right, the something. Well, hang on. For some reason, divine divine intervention. It says we get mixed up with some episodes, um, but actually that's the Frog's legacy. Well done. Yeah, you got it. The, <laughs> the got you it, yeah. Great. So that's nine out of nine. On to the last one. We're running out of time now on our Zoom. <laughs> Who do people think we are, eh? <laughs> we're the trotters and we're back. Yes! So the answer to number 10 there, Chris, it's uh, yeah, one of the last three episodes. Now, if you could see us now. 
Brilliant. 10 out of 10. Well done. You're the first one to do it. You definitely well, deserve that cocktail. Yeah. It's, wow. I, you know what? I've loved coming on tonight, Chris. Thanks for having me on. And it's, it's cheered me right up as well. This is what Only Fools Norse has done to people. Like, you probably, without realising it, as soon as you play the clip, I'm laughing. And this is, if I'm not having a good day or whatever, put Only Fools Norse on. And it is, it is such a medicine for people. Well, it's a massive medicine for me. It picks me up like nothing else will, really. So, one need a douche. Bookie Street. Bookie Street.